So the topic of today is fear. And, you know, I just want to start out by saying, you know, do you feel like you worry too much? Do you ever have that feeling that you just can't turn your mind off, that you find yourself thinking about all the worst possible scenarios? Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night agonizing or worried about what's coming up the next day for you. You're having a bunch of negative thoughts. And the biggest question of all is, do you find yourself not taking action on the things that you know would bring you joy? Because at the end of the day, fear is holding you back. If this sounds like you, you're in exactly the right place. Welcome to episode four. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Good afternoon, my friends, or morning, or evening, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. I am so excited. So we had our first official launch on Leap Day, and it was so exciting. We had a lot of downloads, and I got a ton of text messages and social media messages letting me know how much everyone loved the podcast. So I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone for listening and for the feedback. And I I hope you keep it up. I really want to know what you guys want to hear about on the podcast and what's important to you, because I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this in service to you. And the more I can put out content that's relevant to you that you want to hear about and, um, helps you in your everyday life, the better it is for all of us. So I just wanted to say thank you again for all of the great feedback. It's so exciting. And we had some awesome download numbers for our first launch. So I hope it continues. Super excited. So today, my friends, we are talking everything fear. Fear, it's paralyzing. It can cause us physical problems like anxiety, stress, and even depression. It can really be debilitating. It's powerful. And if we continue to feed it with our thoughts and our beliefs, it keeps us playing small. And I truly believe that it robs us of our true happiness and fulfillment in life. It keeps us in victim mode and it really has us missing out on the true beauty and the experience of life. So I'm sure you might have heard the letters of fear standing for false evidence appearing real. I think that's so important to think about and to really consider false evidence appearing real. And that's why it's so important because it's in our heads. But, you know, fear is a natural thing that our body does to protect us. And the reason why it's powerful is because it saved us. So back in the caveman days, cavewoman days, which we aren't living in anymore, 
our fear protected us. But today, we aren't being chased by bears or tigers. We are living in a very comfortable, safe environment for the most part. However, the stories that we tell ourselves in our heads become so powerful that our bodies literally physically can't tell the difference between the real threats like the bears and the fears that we have in our minds. And, you know, I think the important thing to talk about today is to really understand that when we can understand the signals of fear that happen in our bodies, this is the first and biggest step in order to help us overcome our fears. So one thing I also want to pause and and say as well is, you know, our fears, our own personal fears aren't the same as other people's fears. So that's one thing. The other thing is, number two, fear is normal. You aren't alone. We all have fears. They may be different fears, but we all have fears. And what one person fears, maybe another finds exhilarating. For example, on my 24th birthday, I wanted to do something really special on my anniversary birthday. So I was turning 24 on June 24th. So I wanted to do something memorable. I wanted to do something that was going to be fun, exciting. And so I decided to go skydiving with my boyfriend at the time, as well as with my parents. And so we all got ready. We went out to Lake Elsinore. We went skydiving and it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And I remember telling people and showing people my video, my VHS at the time I'm dating myself. And I remember showing them and telling them about it. And they said, you are freaking crazy. Why the heck would you jump out of a perfectly normal airplane? And I found it super exhilarating. But other people literally told me that that was their worst nightmare, that they would never do that. And I do have to say, my my ex-husband really challenged me to do a lot of physical things that were outside my comfort zone. So one of the things that I actually wasn't a great swimmer. He taught me how to swim. And um, not that I was fearful of the water, but I just wasn't a great swimmer. And I also tend to be a little claustrophobic. And so he wanted me to get scuba certified. We were very adventurous together. We skied and biked and kayaked. And I mean, we did everything together. And he said, I, you know, I would love for you to get scuba certified. And, you know, being with all the equipment on underwater, not a super great swimmer. And it's cold in, in California. And so I had the hoodie on and I felt so claustrophobic and I was freezing, but I did it. And I was so proud of myself that I did it and that I overcame that fear. And literally now today, I can't imagine not being scuba certified because I have dove in some amazing places around the world and it has really been one of the highlights of my life. And I would have missed out on that if I would have let my fear get in the way. But, you know, today what I want to talk about is, you know, not doing a bunch of crazy things and not jumping out airplanes and not scuba diving with sharks, which I did. But I really want to talk about the everyday fears that hold us back. And, you know, what I really want to focus on are things like getting up in front of the room and speaking or having a difficult conversation at work. 
asking your boss for a raise, maybe telling your mother-in-law that you aren't going to be coming to her house for Thanksgiving this year, maybe telling your husband that you need to have an important, long overdue conversation. These are the things that, you know, are our everyday fears and that people struggle with. So I want to pause here and I really want you to stop and think wherever you are, if you're on the treadmill, don't stop on the treadmill, but if you're driving or you're, you know, on your way to work or you're taking a walk, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I really want you to pause for a moment and think about what is one thing that you know you need to do or you want to do, but when you think about doing it, you're afraid of doing it. So just think about that. What is one thing that you know you need to do or you want to do, but when you think about doing it, you're afraid of doing it? So when you start to think about that, I want you to notice what kind of physical response that you have. So where does it show up in your body? Do you start to feel tightness in your chest? Does your face get flushed? Does your hands start to get sweaty? You know, what is happening to you physically when you think about doing something that you're fearful of? And I really, really want you to take a moment and notice what's happening in your body because we typically feel fear in our body first. And if you can recognize the signals that come up for you, the sweaty palms, a flush face, maybe butterflies in your stomach, then what you do is you have the opportunity to understand and become aware of that you have the opportunity to change it. So Antonio Damasio, he's a um, neuroscientist, a psychologist, and a philosopher. And he has done a lot of research on how our body senses fear before our mind can even process it. You know, our body creates a sensory response before our mind really grasps the full realization of what's happening. And what you need to understand is how to react to that stress in situations. So, you know, meaning how do you personally react in those situations? So, again, does your heart start to race? Do you get the sweaty palms? Do you get tightness in the chest? And, you know, do you feel like crying? Do you shut down? Do you start to shake? Do you start to tremble? You know, it's interesting. I I actually had one client that I was working with. Um, he was a strong, strong male. Um, he had a big, confident presence. He was very articulate, very smart, um, really good at what he did. And he was in sales. And when we first started working together, he shared that whenever he was in sales meetings with customers and he was getting ready to negotiate, and if things weren't going well, his face would turn bright red. And, you know, I'm sure you can imagine in any kind of negotiation situation, you don't want the other party to know what you're thinking. And when you have a physical response that is clearly letting the other party know what you're thinking and the emotions or the, you know, what's coming up for you, it's not a good situation. So we really worked on that. And we worked on him being really not only aware of what was happening because at this point he was fully aware of it. it had been happening to him for a while but what happened was is the more aware he came of it and the became of it and the more aware and more secure in himself 
which is what we were working on. We were working on his confidence about responding and his self-esteem. And the more we began to work on those underlying issues, after six months, that actually didn't happen to him anymore. So it was really, really powerful, really powerful. And what Antonio Damasio talks about is that when we are aware of those physical situations and those physical responses that our body has, a lot of times what we've trained ourselves to do is A, we either go inside ourselves and, and we shut up or we don't show up. And, and based on the science and the research, um, Mel Robbins talks about this in one of her uh, live training courses, you know, based on the science and the research, your body actually only has a 90 second response to stress. So stress hormones get released. It lasts for 90 seconds. And all that means is that your body is at attention, that something is happening, something is, you know, you're being triggered and that your body is at full attention. Now, what we make it mean is something completely different. But what it doesn't mean is it doesn't mean that you're going to lose control. It doesn't mean that anything bad is going to happen to you. But really, the issue is that when your thoughts start to collaborate with your body response, that's when the problems begin. That's when we start to shut down. That's when we start to, uh, you know, it's fight or flight, right? And typically fight or flight can happen in our society nowadays as you just withdraw internally or you physically leave the situation. But really by focusing on the body responses and controlling your thoughts and also controlling your body responses by, you know, taking some deep breaths, slowing down, taking a moment to consciously calm yourself down, you are actually in full control. You are in control of the situation and you have full control of the situation. So now that we understand fear better and how it shows up physically, where does it come from? Like I said, we all have personal fears. And the bottom line is that our fear has everything, everything to do with how we were raised as well as experiences that we've had throughout our lives. However, the biggest influence, like I said, is how we were raised. So there was a very prominent child psychoanalyst. His name is Bruno Bettelheim. His quote is, when a parent is available to help a child problem solve, that's how a child develops optimism. And do you think about it, you know, the opposite of fear in my mind is optimism. So you just know that you can get through anything. You, you know, it's resilience, it's optimism. And so I really want you to think about that. Many of us listening are parents. I'm a parent. And when we think about that, it's normal. It's a normal thing for us parents. You know, let's say when we first have kids and they start walking, you know, a normal response for us is be careful. You know, don't fall. You might get hurt. Or, you know, even fast forward as they get older and kids start to talk back to parents and challenge authority, which is totally normal, by the way. They might hear messages like, who do you think you are? Why don't you show some respect? And think about the message that's being said in those words. The message is that being quiet and holding your opinion inside is respectful. And those are messages that are, you know, told to us over and over and over again 
And our bodies actually hold those messages. So fast forward, when we have the opportunity to stand in front of a room as a leader, we remember those old stories and our body remembers the fear that is associated with those stories. And it's really important for us to understand this as adults for two reasons. Number one, and most importantly, I don't care how old we are, we all have a little girl or a little boy inside of us. And we need to learn how to self-parent that child. When we do that, we come from a new place, a new mindset, and we build new stories for ourselves. So what would it sound like to talk to your inner child and calm her down and reassure her, to treat her with compassion? What would you be saying to her to alleviate her fears? And then not only alleviating her fears, but giving her the compassion and the compassionate nudge to stand up, speak up, and share her opinion, that it's all going to be okay. So number one, you know, self-parenting ourselves, it's really an opportunity to undo those old stories that have been given to us by other people. And, you know, I'm not here to sit and, you know, blame everybody's parents and, you know, to say negative things about anyone's parents. You know, our parents all did the best they could with what they had. But those messages did get, um, you know, embedded in us. So number two is, you know, I think most of us listening are parents. And if you're not a parent, you know, you have nieces, nephews, and other people that you influence, other young people. And we must be really conscious of how we protect our children. So, you know, I find so many parents today, you know, we call them the helicopter parents or the lawnmower parents, whatever we want to call them, you know, of parents really not letting their children fail forward, you know, or do things that maybe cause the parents fear. But we need to let go and we need to let children experience getting through fear on their own and then that's the first part and then we need to praise them on the process of getting through that fear not necessarily the end result when we start to you know condition children that just the process alone is an accomplishment that's so powerful and what that does is it builds resilience in children and allows them the ability to build their confidence at the same time. Because when we do things, whether we're adults or children, when we do things that scare us and that we're fearful of, the bottom line is, is when we get through it on the other side, that's what builds our confidence. So for all of those helicopter parents, and I have not been perfect myself, I do give my, my kids a lot of leeway. But for all those helicopter parents, I think that they're really protecting their children you know, what they're not doing is prepping them to deal with the everyday fears, setbacks, and obstacles that are part of a normal life. So the bottom line is, is that when parents can be aware of their own fears and be careful not to subject their children to those fears, it really gives kids an opportunity to learn and to grow and to thrive. And The other important message is that we need to let kids know that there's always a way to solve a problem. And it also shows them that it's okay to have support along the way. 
for example, you know, I, I've had many friends tell me that they're afraid to share their feelings as openly as I do. Um, I was raised in an environment where we talked openly about our feelings. And so I don't, I don't know any different. Um, this is how I am. You know, this is just how I was raised. But if someone else didn't get that kind of support, it's really understandable that they would have that be a fear of theirs. And so the really important thing to understand here is that when fear shows up for us, it's a really important indicator of an area of our life where we need support. Not that we need to stop, not that we need to pause, not that we need to, you know, be paralyzed. We just need support. And we need to also understand who to reach out to for that support. So just wanted to, I think that's a really important point. Another important thing is to understand the core of our fears. So when you ask yourself the question, what are the underlying values or beliefs of my fears? So for example, I'll share my own example. Um, You know, I actually wanted to leave my corporate job probably about five years ago. So I was in my corporate job for 27 years, same company, and it was great. I had no issues. It was a wonderful place to work. I have, you know, had great relationships, a great job, a great salary, but it just wasn't my heart-centered work and it didn't fulfill me at the end of the day. And I probably started thinking about leaving about five years ago. But my underlying, you know, I I was fearful of leaving for the security that my job provided. But when I really look underneath that, like what's underneath that fear is my underlying value that was being challenged was security. But when I look at security, you know, that's very fear-based. And when I was able to actually be conscious of that, and when I was able to actually look at it differently and have a different awareness about it, um, I really started to understand how irrational my fear was. And so not only was I able to challenge my thought process on that, but I also had amazing support from my husband. So I'm remarried and my current husband has alleviated a lot of my emotional fears. And he gives me a great, wonderful, safe place to talk about and to process, you know, any kind of fear I have coming up. It helps. He's a therapist. So that's been wonderful. But, you know, I found that, you know, oftentimes for me, the anticipation of what's going to happen, you know, the anticipation of the fear is often way worse than the actual fear itself. And, you know, another thing to point out is that what we tend to admire in others is what we fear doing for ourselves. But, it's really important to understand that because it's usually something that we really want for ourselves. So, you know, for example, I always admired entrepreneurs who took big risks and they were wildly successful or they would fail really big. And then without a blink of an eye, they would just move on to the next project. And, you know, you would see them at another startup or you would see them in another big success And I always thought, wow, I'm so in admiration of that. Or people that just, you know, I I just recently met someone that was a huge corporate lawyer and she just up and quit her job. She just said it wasn't working out for her and quit her job. Now, I'm not recommending that to everyone, but, 
you know, I'm in admiration of people like that that don't let their fears get in the way. Um, but again, she had support and she had a plan and she had no fear around it. You know, and for me, it took me a long time, 27 years, it's a long time, to leave my safe comfort zone. So, you know, I had to face my own fears about becoming an entrepreneur and opening my own business and not having the structure and and the steady paycheck. But what I realized, again, like I said, is that my own fears were holding me back. So I'm not sure if you guys have heard of Michelle Poehler or not. Um, actually, a friend told me about her, and then I heard about her on the Rachel Hollis podcast. And she's fantastic. So she is someone who had a YouTube challenge of facing a fear of hers every day for 100 days. And I thought the whole thing was amazing. I watched her videos. Like I said, listened to her on Rachel Hollis's podcast. And I thought her insights about fear were really fabulous. So again, what she did, you know, in detail is she did something that scared her every day for 100 days. So she did things like she crashed weddings. She let a tarantula walk on her. She jumped out of an airplane. She walked through Times Square in a bikini. She posed nude for an art drawing class. So she did all these amazing things for 100 days. And she describes seven categories of fear. These are her categories, but I think they're very relevant. So danger, pain, loneliness, disgust, rejection, embarrassment, and control. And you guys should definitely go look her up on YouTube. She's great. Michelle Poehler. And I love what she says when she talks about fear. She said, the enemy of success isn't failure, but the real enemy of success is comfort. And her whole premise and everything that she's built her business on, I mean, it started out as a challenge and now she's built a business around it of really helping people get out of their comfort zones. And I completely agree with her. I think there's so many of us that are comfortable and cozy, but then we know inside that there's something more that we're meant for. But fear gets in the way of having us step into that power and step into what we were really meant to do. And I have to tell you, it's why I'm here, because I decided to really step outside of that fear and to just do it afraid. And it's one of the things, it's one of my favorite sayings is just do it afraid. So I really do think that when you choose discomfort is when you accomplish your big dreams. And fear is not the problem. Fear has nothing to do with more than an expression of a feeling that you are meeting some challenge in life. Fear is also a feeling of not having the support and the understanding or the tools that you need to understand a problem and to solve that problem. So, you know, the bottom line here is what I want to end with is don't fear fear. Fear is nothing more than a feeling of not knowing, but also an important awareness that it's where we need more support. And fear is an opportunity to overcome your fears, but it's not a statement. It's not a statement of who you are and what you're about. It's just an opportunity to overcome your fears. 
So if you've built the optimism and the resilience to take action, you can eliminate all fear from your life because the opposite of fear is believing in yourself and taking action. And again, I really believe that fear is an opportunity to learn to succeed. You know, I just want to end by saying, you know, fear is a struggle. It's normal. As I mentioned, you know, the way you overcome fear is by being aware of it and finding a support system to help you continue to push through it. So to recap today, I really want you to know that, you know, change doesn't happen overnight. It's a process of work, of focus, and learning to succeed and learning to overcome your fears. And I will tell you that this is where coaches, therapists, friends, support groups come into play is, you know, people need some kind of guide or community to really develop a plan for the goals for themselves in spite of their fears, because we need support in doing the things that we're fearful of. And that's why I am committed to not only coaching people, but to providing a community of people on Facebook in my Women Leading Powerfully Facebook group of creating a community for people to share their struggles and their successes and everything in between. Because I do believe that we can create so much possibilities for each other when we are in community with each other. So to recap today, again, just number one, be aware of how your body responds to fear and just being aware of that and learning how to cope with that. And, you know, whatever coping mechanism works for you, whether it's breathing, taking a time out, you know, doing some exercise, putting your feet on the ground, grounding yourself, whatever kind of grounding exercise that you can do for yourself is really helpful when you feel those that fear coming up in your body. Number two, start to parent yourself in a new way, which will not only help yourself, but it will help your children live in a more positive, optimistic frame of mind. And it will help build the resilience that they need to move forward in their future endeavors in life. And number three, get support around your fears. And lastly, I challenge you to do one thing today that you fear. So maybe it's trying, maybe it's something as simple as trying a new food. Maybe it's telling your team some bad news that you've been holding on to and procrastinating around. Maybe it's signing up for that dance class that you've been thinking about doing, but just do it. And I would love to hear how it goes. So let me know how it goes. I would love to hear from you. Email me at natalie at nataliebaron.net to let me know what you did and what you accomplished and how you push through your fears. I can't wait to hear from you. So on the next episode, we will be talking about how to believe in yourself. So I look forward to covering that with you. I hope you all have a great day. And just know that you're not alone with your fears. You have support. I'm here for you. I believe in you. And I know that you can do whatever you set your mind to. That's it for today. I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.
Thank you.